What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Alaskan Grappler Podcast. My name is Dennis Ackman. I am your host. Today, we sit down and talk with Wes Bacher for part two of our interview because our interview last time was cut short. Today, we don't talk about a whole lot of wrestling. We kind of shoot the breeze and talk about a bunch of random things such as coffee, breakfast food, and even Fortnite a little bit. We do talk about uh, the challenges of coaching against parents in the corner, though, and some other aspects of that. Um, But before we get into that interview, I wanted to correct something that I talked about in the last podcast. I was speaking about Lathrop State Championship team from last year, and I was rattling off the state finalists that they had off the top of my head, and I only rattled off five, and it was just off the top of my head, and I totally forgot to mention one of our two champions, Kobe Ames. So I wanted to give a shout out to him and apologize for me totally forgetting about uh, mentioning him, uh, which makes me feel bad as a host as well as one of his coaches um you know i just was going off the top of my head of who i could remember i should have went by weight class and i definitely would have got him but that's my bad for forgetting one of the two state champions we had um i also do want to correct something that i speak about at the end of this upcoming podcast me and wes even talk about call of duty a little bit and uh we talk about the new call of duty um call of duty black ops 4 Um, But I refer to it as Call of Duty Black Ops 3. So just wanted to correct that before you hear it and go, man, this guy's a terrible host and doesn't know anything. So that being said, here is part two of my interview with Wes Bockert. Enjoy. Office at IGA again. And I brought some coffees this morning from Starbucks. Normally I go to like a local place just to support local. You went to Starbucks? I went to Starbucks, yeah. They opened up this new one with this drive-thru, so... Kirsten made me take her there yesterday, but I wouldn't go in. Well, my point is, um, I brought a uh, a sandwich from there, which is really nasty, by the way. It's a double uh, smokehouse bacon cheddar something nasty. Should have known better. On the way over, I was counting in my head, though, off the top of my head, how many coffee carts in Fairbanks that I can think of. Off the top of my head. 21 off the top of my head and i stopped at starbucks well sunrise yeah yeah no i know i should have well my thing was that i needed breakfast and i needed coffee so here's another thing so from what i was told and i don't know if this is true so a lot of the coffee carts they have they go when they time your shot for espresso they have to like time it themselves or whatever so that's why your coffee like sometimes isn't always like if you get it at one place you know, every day from a different barista, it's gonna not always taste the same. But apparently, when they do it at Starbucks, it's like in a machine or something already. I, yeah, and I could be wrong on that, but that's what I was told, I and don't it makes like sense. Starbucks coffee, really? I don't like their political format either. So oh, gotcha. Okay. I only got it from there because my coffee's normally never bad. Sometimes I go, and I don't really drink coffee a lot. Are you a big coffee guy? You got a twenty ounce? Oh, so here's the deal about coffee: it makes Heather irritated sometimes. I love coffee, like, but when I get that caffeine, I'm already ADD, so, like, you have comment, you know how that is. I'll be in the middle of a sentence, someone will do something, I'll yell at them, and then I'll lose, you know what I mean? So imagine, like, I just drink four sips of coffee, and we're trying to hold a conversation now. <coughs> that coffee cup gets left somewhere, half undrink. Yeah. And that is like, I'm not getting you a big coffee, Kind of like last like time, I bought you one and you spilled it. Your brother it. spilled it. Okay. So Someone, like, spilled it some Someone spilled it all over the floor. Someone spilled it all over the floor. Have you? I mean, do you, are you a coffee guy where you have to drink coffee every morning? No. It's just every once in a while type thing. No. 
you know what I do like in the morning? If I'm good, like, I, I don't eat breakfast, right? Because I get going and, and uh, but if I do eat breakfast, so when I was in the military and you go to the chow hall, they'd have breakfast, um, scrambled eggs, omelets, or whatever. And uh, I don't know, one, they cottage cheese for breakfast, right? You've okay. seen that? At, at yeah. Bo- Bo- yeah. They have that salad bar. So for some reason, I liked it. It was good. So I'd have, as a soldier, I was skinny, so it just burned off me, but not so much now. I'd have a regular breakfast. There's cottage, I can remember cottage cheese sometimes. I don't know why. It's just weird. But I wouldn't get coffee. I didn't start drinking coffee till I was like 37, 30, 35 maybe. I, I would get a, I'd get caffeine, but I'd get like, go to the soda machine in the, the chow hall and get Pepsi and and drink that and have basically cold caffeine. Yeah. It's the same thing. And people would be like, well, why do you I was like, it's weird, man. You drink coffee with sugar and milk in it. Like, I mean, it's hot. I don't want hot. Yeah. I mean, so every once in a while, I'll do that just because I don't know. Yeah. So when <laughs> we're talking about coffee, when did you start drinking coffee? Or like, or you said 35, 37. Like, why? Well, you just started drinking coffee one day. Just were like, you know what? I'm just going to try some coffee. I think I, I, um, I started getting up earlier and and the running became less enthusiastic as I got older. <laughs> gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I had, um, as a platoon sergeant, I, th- I think it was as a platoon sergeant, I was, um, knew that some of the older guys were drinking coffee kind of before and they'd go running. And we used to have this one first sergeant that back in the day, Fort Campbell, I was like, this is too, this is like 98. He would run around with that the canteen cup. You know what a canteen cup is, right? Yeah. He'd have coffee and he'd be running with it. And I, you know, to this day, that was the joke, right? That's the image you have, this old guy just yelling at people, running circles around him with this. And he's like 50 years old, you know? And uh, to this day, I couldn't tell you if there was ever coffee in there or that was just like <laughs> some image that he... But, um, so I started drinking it, and it would just wake me up. But then, then the, the life of, like, I, you know, you, when you get older, like, you get up in the morning, you gotta go to the bathroom and stuff like that, it, you know. Yeah. Um, I never had to do that, so I started drinking coffee. Oh, okay, yeah. And does it to a lot of people. So then, then came the system, like, drink coffee. Go to the go bathroom. bathroom yeah. Go on my run. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I was just asking because a uh, funny kind of thing is with uh, with coffee for me, and it actually kind of ties into wrestling, I never really drank coffee, don't really care for the taste, or, or never have. I mean, now it's different because you can get all kinds of weird drinks that taste fantastic and whatever. I actually don't drink it for the caffeine. I swear it does nothing for me. Dylan, my little brother, always says that it's probably because I only drink like one cup. If that, he's like, have you ever tried drinking like two or like three at a time? You know, like, it, you know, back to back to like really get, and I'm like, nah, not really. Um, but we were at... uh I don't. I don't know. Some people drink. Like I'm not getting nothing. Some people are like, yeah. You know, say some people are like, don't talk to me in the morning until I've had my cup of coffee. I think, or the, I think the coffee works a couple minutes after. But think about when we drink coffee the most. All right. I don't know if you drink coffee other than like when we go to wrestling tournaments, we grab coffee, right? Yeah. We go to practice. Like sometimes at night before practice, like I'm drained from high school practice, and I got to come here and do more two more classes. I'll go get coffee and just sip on it just to 
make it through. But um, I always find that weird, like when people also like if you go to some restaurants and stuff, and they ask you like after you eat, after like you if you want coffee. coffee who the hell's eating drinking coffee at like eight o'clock at night? That's I never crazy. Understood that, but they, they like it after uh, sweets. Or yeah, stuff. that's weird though. I don't know, but so I, I don't drink. Like I guess my thing is so for the caffeine part, I don't drink it for the caffeine because I've drank coffee say three, four, five days in a row in the morning first thing, and have not noticed a difference from doing it the very next that's week you're and not plastic all the time though. I guess, but I mean, I don't get I don't get energy from it. If I'm tired, I could drink a cup of coffee and I could go take. I don't, a, I don't think you're. I go take a nap. Really, after. I don't think you're there, there yet. I think you, you got the energy, you got a system going. But when I don't you know, get man. older, when you D- get older. Dylan drinks coffee like hey, every. Look, that's like his thing, and he's five years younger than when me. When you get an old, when you get a truck, right, and it gets old, some of these smart dudes they start putting that extra fuel cleaner in that thing that. Clean it up, get it going, driving a little bit better. Wait till you get old. Whatever, I guess. Oh, so anyway, so the first time I actually tried it, right? So we were on a wrestling trip down in Anchorage. I think it might have been like a dual tournament because I don't know why we had the time. Yeah, but no, this was a while back, like like early when we coached the first first round through. But uh, we went to the Diamond Mall. And uh, so we had time to do that. So I don't know what tournament we were at to do that. I think maybe it was a dual tournament and our team didn't duel. Like our first duel was at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. So we took the kids to Diamond Mall. And some of the coat we let, you know, broke the kids off into groups, go do their own thing or whatever because we're not going to babysit through the mall. And uh, we, some of the coaches went to uh, Perfect Cup in the Diamond Mall. And they have this, uh, shout out to the Perfect Cup because that place is fantastic. They have this little board outside and it's got these like pictures on it of these drinks. And one of them is a, a white chocolate mocha and it's got, it's got whipped cream and sprinkles yeah. or cinnamon or whatever on it. And I was like, man, that looks delicious. And I don't like coffee though. So, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm a younger coach at the time. I'm hanging with the old guys. They're all getting coffees and the lady's like, and what do you want? And I'm like, you know what? That picture right there, what is, I didn't even know what it was called because I don't even think it had a name on it, but I'm like, I want that right there. She's like, oh, white chocolate mocha? I'm like, sure. Yeah, bring it on. How, how big do you want? The biggest one you got. And uh, she brought it over or whatever, and I was like, all right, here we go. I'm thinking it's just going to be nasty. I'm just going to have to like slam this down and like, look cool, you know, be like, oh, yeah, he, he can hang. And I, you know, take a drink of it, and it's delicious. Crap's like drinking chocolate or uh, hot chocolate. So now it's like my go-to when I go to get coffee. But I don't really drink coffee a whole lot. But when I do, I always get the white chocolate mocha. I'm always afraid to try something else because it might be. Same thing. I I do not like white chocolate. Is it? Is it? Is there a difference between the white chocolate and the mocha? I think there's a big difference. Is there? There's a slight difference. I don't know. In the well, well, when it comes to coffee, because I've had Heather's coffee before, I can drink that. It doesn't. But like chocolate, chocolate, like white chocolate. chocolate oh yeah, chocolate, big yeah, yeah. difference. Not so much in the coffee though. Speaking of chocolate, then white chocolate, milk chocolate, dark chocolate. Which one? Dark chocolate. Oh no, that's nasty. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's disgusting. Hey, so I'll tell you a story about coffee. All right, so God, disappointing. In Iraq, um, you know, you sit, you go and patrol and. And you go to a household, and maybe you talk to the imam of that neighborhood, which is like whoever's the old, the elder of the neighborhood, right? And you always go in their house, and you sit, and you have chai, which is tea, but it's in this like two-inch high cup, right? And it's about an inch wide. It's a shot. It's like a shot glass. Yeah. They call it chai. And, and this, I'm telling you, a quarter of a half an inch of that is sugar. Oh, yuck. It... And in that little tiny spoon, 
like little kid spoon for their little like play yeah, kitchen. And uh, and then there's on top of that even stronger is is a uh, an espresso. Like the it's like coffee, but it, it is just a shot of crack. And so you're in like you got like thirty pounds of gear. You got your vest. Weapons, your ammo, full load of ammo, everything on sitting Indian style, which I don't do very well in that crap. <laughs> and you're pounding straight sugar, straight sugar, and uh, okay, so I'll just cut this part out so you can just keep talking. All right, so on this, so you'd be wearing all this gear, you need to be cracked out on sugar or like this high espresso, whatever they concoction they made in another shot cup. That's so and nasty. you're going out looking for bad guys. You got kids throwing rocks at you when you're driving. Man, you're just pumped up, ready to roll. 100 degrees. I mean, you're not the happiest person wearing the stuff. In that. But now you're amped up. So, you know, just creates the perfect tornado, I guess. Yeah, and you're already brought on edge, looking for the bad guys. Sounds yeah, terrible. for the most part. Sometimes... One of those missions just to go chill with the people out there. That's cool. Some neighborhoods are really cool and some others were not. So Yeah. You know, you could almost pick your mission on what you were in the mood for. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about coffee. I'm going to keep on that. Breakfast. You big breakfast guy? Nope. Nope? You don't eat breakfast? It upsets my stomach. Oh, man. You're a little wuss. You would think I would be big breakfast guy all meals, but... Yeah, so you just first time you eat like lunch or you snack a little before that or what? Uh, the bat. Well, I do a lot better now that I'm retired and Heather works with me, so she's got me on um, all this uh, like eat healthy. She's got hummus and granola and all this stuff. On. So I snack more, but before, like my day would go like this: like don't eat all day, um, go to work, don't eat. Oh my god! Go what? to practice, be starving. Maybe grab something, but then at night, God, I'd pig out. Yeah, and that's where a lot of my weight come from. I just pig out because yeah. I don't get home till when the MMA was going. I didn't get home till nine thirty. Yeah, and I was here, so I just wouldn't be able to get away because I have kids in the building all the time. That's crazy. That's like the first thing I have to do when I wake up is eat breakfast. I was the I'm probably the only starving fat dude <laughs> in Fairbanks. Biggest starving fat dude. But that was the problem. I would go home and I'd eat super late at night and I'd eat till I was full. And yeah. Well, they say that's like it, the it, worst time to eat. It's it like before you go it's to like bed. It's like wrestling. It's yeah. almost like you're continuing that bad wrestling habit. So now, I mean, Heather kind of, you know, she doesn't work at the school anymore because she's here tutoring yeah. the students here. And she's always got, you know, and I like it. Actually, I like hummus. She gets gar- the garlic flatbread. She has... Uh, Yellow and red peppers. and. So do you ever eat breakfast, though? I'm not saying, like, every day. Yeah, but like, I do. Well, I, you if, you like, went, if you went out to breakfast with your family or whatever, like, what's your go-to? We do. Sundays after church, we'll go eat breakfast. What's your go-to? Like, breakfast My food. My go-to? Yeah. Biscuits and gravy, probably. Okay. Like, the worst thing. Or yeah, I can't stand biscuits and gravy for some reason. Chicken fried steak. Oh, man, you're just out there. Yeah, I'm going you know, if I was a, back in the Western times, I'd be... Those big old fat cowboys that just be living <laughs> off the, the gravy. I gotta go with the bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. It's like delicious, super easy to do. But yeah, I, I love those with the pretzel bread. But um, if I show up 
to work with one of those Heather gets mad because we drive differently she drops Kirsten off at Lathrop and then we pick her up later at night she does a couple classes there I come straight here oh, okay. I stop somewhere she catches me with uh, gas <laughs> station food she gets ticked dang yeah my wife's the same way as far as like trying to make me eat healthy and do whatever and sometimes I'm like cool with it but I don't know, man. I've always been like a super picky eater, so some of the stuff like you know, hummus and all that. I mean, I eat some of that sometimes, but like she'll like crush it. And I, for me, I'm like I can't just eat like my go-to. Like if I want to, like when I get home from wrestling practice every day, I eat like just a little, just a little something like granola bar or whatever. But I'm not one to grab like some hummus and a bag of peppers and sit down and just like go to town. I mean, I, I can eat that, but I can't just do that re- regularly. I, I don't. Like I don't hate I like it. it a lot better than like. The chips that are out there and stuff. I guess. I don't know what that is. What I don't, feel is now. My thing is, though, I'm not, like, craving it. Like, you know, I never sat there and been like, you know what sounds really good right now? Hummus and peppers. I, yeah, I don't, like, I got to go to the store and get this stuff right now. I'm yeah. not like that. But, but, like, yesterday. Because it's around. Because it's around. Yeah. You should get feta cheese and cut and, and have, like, cherry tomatoes. Dude, like, having the variety helps so much more with eating healthier than, like, yeah, that's true. Well, I guess my thing is, too, I always talk about how, like, I'm a little kid trapped in a man's body. Because, you know, if you ever have any of that unhealthy stuff, you, you think I'm going to pick hummus and peppers over, like, a bag of Doritos? There's no way. There's no way I'm doing that. And that's just right. that's just the way I am. So when I got home for practice yesterday, oh, my bad, it was yesterday. So instead of grabbing, like, a smoothie or whatever, or granola bar, I'm like, those bag of Doritos right there look pretty good. If those yeah. weren't there, then I would have to go with this smoothie. Yeah, movie. yeah. If, but if they weren't there, then I'd have to go with that other crap. So when you get home, do you have to watch TV unwind? Uh, no. I normally do, though, because I'm a big sports guy, so I got always catch up on, I mean, anything sports. You know, I'll watch, like, Sports Center. Yeah, I've seen lots of clips of you freaking out from the TV. Yeah, well, okay, the clip you're talking about, my wife recorded without me knowing, and... Um, the Chicago Cubs in 2016 when they won the World Series after over 100 years. It was early on in the year, and one of their ace pitchers was throwing a no-hitter, which is super hard to do, and there was one out in the ninth inning, and he was still in there, still had it going, and I was watching, and I was super engaged, and like, please get this, please get this, and then the guy came up to bat. He hit a pop fly to right field, which I thought was shallow, thought might have been able to drop, so I was just screening after the TV, get Get it, get it. It's not not the exact words I use, but get it, get it, get it. And I was going crazy, and then he got it, and then I was going nuts. And then, I mean, if she actually got the <coughs> moments where I was actually freaking out, there'd be like too many to capture. Like when I was watching uh, the UFC 229 recently, not the Khabib and Connor fight, because that fight actually kind of sucked. Even that crap after is just disgraceful. But that fight in general was like boring. Connor got smashed. He didn't even, you know, he didn't do anything. But two well, fights before that. Derek Lewis fought some big, some big white dude from uh, Russia, and he was getting whooped the whole time. And I was talking, and I was like, "All right, I mean, there's like 20 seconds left." I was like, "All this, all this other dude has to do is just not get knocked out. He's already won round one. He's won round two, and he's winning round three. And 20 seconds left. It's the same thing in like a wrestling match. If you have a stall call to You're give not up, talking about the Russian that lost. Yeah, yeah. That hey. match, that match made me it. It was like the most resembled wrestling match that I talk about all the time. The style of what we like to coach. Yeah. But you're right. Like, well, I was just like, just don't, all you do, hey, don't get knocked out. Don't stand in front of a knockout artist when there's 20 seconds left. And what happened? The dude got dropped. Yeah, his mouthpiece flew out. Don't stand in front of him. 
No, but that I mean, like, just be it. smarter. That wasn't it, though. He could that just guy. Been... That guy was so tired he couldn't. He couldn't hold his arms up, right? So that guy put the pressure on, gassed him out. Yeah. He was winning the match because he was using his range. He was keeping the pressure on him. He was kicking him and he was punching him straight jab. And the guy was just like swinging from a distance and he was getting jabbed and stopped. And he was exerting energy. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that that guy stood in front of him because that guy did stand well, in front of him the whole match. Yeah. But he didn't do it. He walked around. He let that guy walk around exerting no energy. He got his gas tank back. He let that gas tank fill back up. And that guy, he, I mean, the commentators were even saying it. Like, he, he's going to get his energy back. He's just letting that guy... Yeah, end. all I'm saying is, though, like, I mean, people would have booed, but, like, 20 seconds left, just stay away from him. Back up. Just don't engage. People would have been mad and, you know, upset in the crowd, but it's just like in a wrestling match when you're up by one point with 10 seconds left and you guys scramble out of bounds and you come back to the middle and you look over at your coach and they're saying, hey, just stall. I know that's kind of like a lame tactic or whatever, but... You don't have a stalling warning. You can give up a stall warning and still be fine, and the match will be good. Just be smart. Don't get taken yeah, down. It's not stalling. No, I'm just saying. Well, you can back up. You that's can just... what coaches do, but the, the smart coaches are like, shut them down. Yeah. Shut them down to me. <clears throat> when I so I in when we first started coaching, I used to say, say shut down, right? And then kids were taking that the wrong way. Um, shut down with our tactic is like just beat the living tar out of them. And just push him and break him these last couple minutes so he can't score. Not stand in front of him and just circle, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? And stall, right? Or you, or like, I don't mean you like. Can, you can afford a, a stalling call. Well, not if um, you get taken down to your back. Like, well, no, totally. I mean, I, I don't mean like, hey, if they looked over in the corner, no, I'm going to say, hey. Some coaches, yeah. Some coaches do do that. Or a lot of, well, let me rephrase that. A lot of kids don't understand the concept of. Wrestling offensive to be defensive. Yeah. So if I'm beating on your head, I got heavy hands and I'm moving and I'm circling you. You'll never get in position to get a good shot off. Yeah. Well, I mean, right? if you know and that I you can, can shut you down that way. Yeah. If you know you can get in on the guy's legs and you've right. been doing it the whole time, yeah, but you don't have shot. you don't have the energy to maybe take him down. But guess what? If they're up, or if you're up by one and you know you can get in on this guy's legs, take a shot, grab his legs because guess what? He can't shoot on you when you're shooting on him. Right? Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not taking a horrible shot where he can easily get around you or whatever or, or you know, or bail on it. But I'm just saying, like, if you're smart about it, you set up a, a shot and you shoot with 10 seconds left. I mean, y- even if the guy, you, you, nothing, you guys just hop back to your feet, you just yeah. get, you just wasted five, six seconds, and now the guy has to just uh, dive or try to toss a head and arm if real it quick was up or to something. Me, though, every match would end with my guy. <clears throat> Holding that wrestler down by his neck. Oh, yeah. With his face on the mat. Just <laughs> pushing him backwards in the fetal position. Breaking him. You know, just mentally breaking him. That's what every wrestler needs to do. Yeah, every I mean, wrestler. I don't care how many points you're up by. That guy's head's on the mat, demoralized at the end of the match. Then, you know, something my son was good at was like pick the dude up and be humble and. Yeah. Unfortunately, when when I was a kid, I wouldn't have been that way. I would have just been, and uh, probably would have stepped over him. And... Speaking of which, you know, this is just random. I don't even have this in my notes to talk about, but I was kind of thinking about it. So, wrestling has changed like a lot, and I don't know if it's just like probably society as a whole in general, as far as like what people can, I guess, get away with, as far as like being cocky or taunting or whatever. So when my older brother wrestled, and 
man, the stands used to be like packed and stuff just for a duel against like yeah. West Valley. So they had those purple singlets. Bringing those stupid cowbells. Yeah, which my mom still has. I used to hate that. Yeah. I was a West Valley coach. Yeah, man, these cowbells. If you get the guy in the back, everybody in the crowd is like yeah, dinging yeah. these cowbells or whatever. Taking that away. But, well, okay, so here's what I was getting at is that, so, I mean, we still have some of them, but we don't use them that much. The purple singlets with the little Lathrop LHS or mm-hmm. it says LHS with the little wreath on the Our leg. Wreath, yeah. Yep. So I remember my older brother telling me back in the day when they used to wrestle West Valley, when they would beat somebody, they'd go over the West Valley crowd and they'd go like this. They'd put their hands in the air kind of like a diamond and they'd go like that and, and, and they'd slap it on their leg right over the LHS thing, kind of like show the West Valley crowd like, I don't know, in your face type thing. If anyone did that now, they'd be... Yeah, maybe. You don't think? I think the refs played too much into that, but I think the red I mean, there has to be sportsmanship. Right. But there's there's an adrenaline rush and an intensity that takes place right after the win. Right, and right. so this is what and I'm getting it's at. Not, so it's not saying like you slug the guy or you push the guy or anything like that. Right, but so but Kobe Ames last year after he won state, flip. he did a backflip, and then they no tried different than anybody does in this yep. old nation. And they try to take a team point, and then they discuss it a little more. I think the ref was. I think the ref was on the right track as far as trying to maintain a professional atmosphere and control the wrestlers. Yeah, but he wasn't going out of his way to be like disrespectful yeah. to the well, kid. How many kids can do backflips after a match? Well, probably not many. Right? So I think I think it was like um, something really new <clears throat> and just the, the atmosphere of catching it. and I I, I think the, the, he, that same ref retracted that. No, I know. I mean, they talked about it, yeah. like, and, and it wasn't a very long conversation a minute well, minute I mean, after. They're like, never mind. We don't want to like sit here and talk about, hey, you're going to be a state champ. What are you going to do afterwards? Oh, yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, one kid wants to throw me in a freaking hit toss. Yeah. After he wins, because someone did that to Tom Brands, and I'm like, dude, like, yeah. let's worry about winning first. Right. Right? And let the moment take its... Yeah, like, I hear like, you. We don't want that. But, so, the yellow singlets we have, right? What's on the chest? The wreath. The wreath. Yeah. Right? How many college kids take out and they show their... Oh, yeah, totally. Put your singlet out. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly why I got that. Yeah. I, I want my guys to have a sense of pride, and I want people to look like, those dudes, ah, I want to... No, that's where I want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't mean it as like a disrespectful way, but I mean like, or like talking trash because we obviously don't want that. But I mean like, I don't have a problem with people, you know, being happy, being excited, proud, and and doing a little something. Keep their mouth shut. I agree. Yeah, kids shouldn't say one damn thing out there. I just think that some people look at it, you know, even if they held their singlet out, like, oh, look, this guy's being cocky. I do. They probably do, but they're in the stands for a reason. Right. They're in the stands, and most of the time, those are parents or someone that has no concept of wrestling. Or if they did wrestle, they probably weren't any good, or doesn't understand that like that level of competition, right? Right, or that battle, that kind of battle. So like, the, they've never been in that kind of battle. Yeah. So my thing is with the changes, though. So back in the day, when my older brother wrestled, he graduated in '97, so he's in school '97, '96, '95, '94, whatever. Um, that was like not like looking at him like, oh, that kid's being disrespectful or whatever. Like that was just a thing. I mean, I, I don't know. West I Valley might have done. West culture. Valley might have done something similar we didn't or whatever. Want to lose to you guys. Yeah. We hated Lathrop. Yeah, totally. We hated Lathrop. Yeah. And I used to make my guys do push-ups if they lost, and then like 
we got track <laughs> for that. But like, like there's always some kind of um, aspect of visibility to the public. Like we don't accept that group or whatever they're doing. We don't accept it. We're better than them. And I think that's the edge of competition, though. Yeah, that's the edge of competition. You know, think of all the like the war scenes you see out there, especially like in the Spartan days and stuff like that. Like they have big guys coming out there, the faces are painted blue. There's like intimidation, and then, you know. So here's another question I have, just kind of random, sticking with some just off-topic uh, stuff. So when I wrestled for Lathrop back in the day, Tom Ritchie Senior was the head coach. And he was very adamant about our attire, right? <clears throat> Everybody had to wear matching everything, right. right? No one was allowed to listen to music to like warm up or whatever, right. which always dro- drove me crazy because I was thinking, like, man, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does it matter? Like, if I have my headphones and I'm in the, you know, hallway warming up before my match, like, why does it matter if I have music or not? It's my choice, but it's whatever. I mean, not a big deal. It D- didn't really affect too much, but um, we weren't allowed to wear hats. Or anything like that. Right. You know, kids were. Right. So we. He's like. Yeah. He's like. So you guys have your warm up jackets on, pants. It's either hoods up or like if, if we have our hoods up, everybody has to have their hood up. Or if everybody if, if we're not going to do hoods up, then no one's having their hood up. But I remember when you coached at West Valley, but you weren't like the head coach. It yeah, was uh, Dan of, Carson's. I wasn't in charge right? of the culture. Right. I, I didn't. You know. Maybe the culture of practice. Like, <laughs> beating the snot out of each other because that's kind of the mentality they had. Yeah. But I didn't control, like, what they wore or how we carried ourselves. I was just curious, like, how you feel about that because I remember actually going to the Carlson Center when I was in eighth grade well, to watch the state finals and West Valley, off the top of my head, had, like, Kaylin Baxter was in the finals, Ward Dobbs. Uh, I mean, they had a bunch, like, a right. uh, bunch, of, bunch of dudes in there. Anyways, but... So I remember Kalen had this hat on that had these like little strings down yeah, to like yeah, his yeah. shoulders, yeah. and he's he's warming up with that. Ward Dobbs had like a little beanie on. He's yeah, warming yeah, up. Yeah. Another kid had a hood. Other people didn't have anything. Not that it matters, but then when I went to Lathrop and it was like, yeah, we don't do that. Not necessarily like in like about West Valley, but like yeah, we don't do that. We either all look alike or you know right. hoods up or hoods down. I just I don't know. I'm just asking like, how a do you feel about it? There. So okay. <laughs> Back in the day, you know the saying, you look like a chuck wagon, you get treated like one? You know where that came from? So back in the prairie days when the frontier, and they see the prairie wagons, this is a line of them, right? Yeah. And it just looks like a bunch of supplies and families. And what the Indians do when they see that, they attack it because it looked weak. Yeah. It was a bunch of chuck wagons. And then they got to circle the wagons and defend themselves, right? So that's kind of where that phase came. And I got that from the military. But if you look like a chuck wagon... You're going to get treated like one. You're going to get attacked, right? So in that aspect, like, if you go in there looking like rag bags and undisciplined and no structure, it does send a message to a certain extent. Like, um, you know, the coaches don't care about that. What else don't they care about? How right. hard you work at practice? and You know, it just gotcha. it can lead into anything. Yeah. All right? So everybody has their ideologies. Um when I was at West Valley, even though they didn't have that, and I'm a military guy, so uniformity is important to me. Like, I'm very picky about the Lathrop uniforms. Like, everybody's wearing the same. They want black sweatpants and all this other stuff. I'm like, no. Yeah. Right? And and, the, and I'll catch somebody every once in a while, and, they're, and then, you know, I, I don't stop what I'm doing and just lose control, and, you know, I deal with it later. But, um, so anyways, at West Valley, to send that message, it had to be the way we wrestled. Right. Okay. 
So even though they may look like rag bags, yeah, um, might look like a scrub, knew, but everybody knew who they were wrestling. <clears throat> you right. know what I mean? Yeah. And when we, even from the coaches' enthusiasm and intensity, like pushing, I mean, yeah. us coaches pushing each other. Yeah. I remember you guys. Every time they used to go out for the match, they would like give you guys high fives, but it yeah. wasn't a high five. It was like to Try the to side. Break our hands. Yeah. yeah, and it was so hard and loud. And just I remember seeing like you know you guys like, a few times just kind of like pull your hand back and be like, oh my. Like, you could just tell, yeah. like, that had to hurt. I was a big believer in smacking them in the face, you know, on the side of the headgear. Yeah. I like that. That's the old Iowa. Get them kind of hype. Watching, but. So, now, with Lathrop, I mean, so I I have Tom, I share Tom Ritchie's um, ideology of uniformity, discipline. Um, I grew up, don't wear a hat in the, in the house. Yeah. But. In wrestling, I grew also grew up like people keep beanies on to keep a sweat going. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And so that doesn't bother me because as long as it's, I don't like it. I don't let my kids wear headbands. Yeah. Headbands. That's for sweat staying out of the eyes. Right. That serves no purpose. That's a. That, I call it a yuppie look. Like some of these preppy yeah. schools, they got pink ones and they yeah. dance around. And a lot of the kids that wear them aren't any good. And just you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> Trying to look pretty in my eyes, but anyways, yeah. that that's just it. But you know, if you want to wear um, cap, wear a cap. Guess what? Go. We my team had baseball caps. Your weight was on it. Your name was on it. Oh. More that. But huh. that that you know, looking back, that's kind of odd. Yeah. Um, baseball caps. You that's, know, that's kind of weird. But the coaches had. They were all Northview wrestling weight and all that, so you know who. But anyways. Um, Uniformity is important to me. Structure and discipline. How we how we act. Not laying all over each other. And like, yeah. Um, That's another thing that when I went to school, I mean, we were like, you know, when all the kids that, you know, knew each other from other schools or whatever, that's why all over they're the all place. out there and laying in the middle of the mats with their blankets and crap before, like, well, after wings. me, like, sleeping on the mat. But well, no, but I mean, like, all, like, just rolling around and, like, play wrestling and stuff. And it's like, what, what are you doing? I think there's a certain extent. We even had to walk in the building in a, in a damn weight line. All of our stuff on in a so, weight line in single file order. I think there's moments when it need, it, should, it should be like that. Yeah, I I, I always just thought it was kind of like because if you like that all the time, you're not gonna get. Nowadays, you won't get the numbers. If yeah, a little bit fun. Oh no, for sure. I think he just did but, that for like almost like an intimidation factor. Not only for not necessarily like oh now you're afraid to wrestle a kid from Lathrop, but you see that walk in and you're like dang well, like, look at those want guys that especially around here. Yeah. But you they look at that look, school and you're like, man, look the same. Yeah, they need to be up in the stands, not goofing off. Yeah, right. Um, they need to clean up after themselves. I don't need or want schools telling me like there's a disaster in the bleachers or how people conduct themselves. I don't want kids sitting. This is what makes me mad. Kids sitting on the edge. Oh, the mat. Cheering their teammates on. Yeah. Right. I get it, and I don't get it. I get it because. You know, other people do it, and Lathrop wants to do it, and they want to be there, and they want to cheer it on. But there, there's an aspect of wrestling. It's called a coach in the corner. Oh, totally. You know, trying to shout stuff and help him through his match. Now I'm taking on another obstacle of doing that. It drives me even more nuts when the other team comes in my corner or parents come in my yeah. corner. Well, that's, an, a, nuts, that's a thing that's... That, that's disrespectful to me. That's the thing that drives me nuts, too, is that... So, you have, like... I've had, I've had parents do that to the other team, and I've went over there and told the them. match and told them to move. Yeah. And, and 
and I, you know, I'm not going to say names, but, like, they, they kind of rolled their eyes at me, like, come on, like, really? And, and I, because I'm a coach in the corner, I know how that is distracting, right? It shouldn't be, but it is. And regardless, like, we're going to be respectful, you know? Yeah. Um, that reminds me of just like, you know, some things that annoy me as a coach or even like when I was wrestling. So when I used to wrestle, when I first started, my older brother used to be one of those guys on the side yelling. Well, for me, you know, I always idolize my older brother. So sometimes I like look over at him, what he's yelling. And that drives me nuts now as a coach when parents do that, because I get where they're coming from. They, they might know some stuff or whatever, but unless they're, they're not in our wrestling room. They don't know what we're teaching or what we're showing or how we're showing it. So when there's a break in the action and a kid gets up and I'm trying to yell something like, hey, do this or look for this, and they have a parent or a brother or sibling or whatever yelling some or a teammate yelling something, and they look over at them, kind of like what you're talking about, now I'm competing with somebody else who's yelling something that maybe I don't think that they should be yelling or something that we might not even do or whatever. So when I wrestle, I remember Tom Ritchie yelling at my older brother, if you want to coach, then you need to come sit sit over here in in the damn chair. Right. Because I don't need him looking over there and no, looking over here and not knowing what to, not who to look at and not know what to do. He's a, telling me to do this. He's telling me to do this. That's my coach, but that's also my brother who's been there, you know, or yeah. like somebody who's been there for me who knows stuff. It's not like it's just some guy who doesn't know anything who's just yelling. And it makes it just hard because, you know, how you so don't want to like. I my battles with that, but I try to lay down the law too. So, I mean,. I'm a type of person that I'll tell a parent, hey, stop. Yeah. Let me coach. Or I'll tell other coaches to shut up. Yeah. And that's exactly oh, I've been, those words. I've been there. I've yeah. been there I've sitting right next to you. people. Just sh- I've told my whole corner to shut their mouths. Yeah. And I've said it just like that. But, like, if anybody that knows me knows, like, I don't mean anything by it. Yeah, it's not disrespectful. So if you're in the midst of war, <clears throat> right, and you want something to change, do you go over there? Real nice and say, "Hey guys, oh yeah, we really, of course like, not. Everybody's swinging axes and yeah. stuff. Like, do we stop and just, or do you yell it and get your point across, and then you'll clean it up later or after yeah. the battle's over, you'll bring everybody to get hey, hey, good reaction. Sorry, I had to yell at you, and you guys reacted well with it. And some people they don't they don't like it and they're butt hurt over it, and so be it. That's too bad, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm in, in the midst of uh, battle, I'm not nice. I mean, I yelled at some of my coaches at state tournament to shut their mouths and tell him one thing. Tell him to do one thing. Yeah. You guys yelling three different things. Well, it's the thing, up. too, when you have two you know coaches I mean? in the corner and maybe they're both, and like, yelling. I feel yelling. bad. Yeah. But, like, we're in the midst of chasing a state title. I'm going to another match, and I'm I'm leaving my heavyweight with two coaches, and they're, and they're not with this guy all the time, so I'm kind of listening to what they're saying, and... And I'm going over to this mat, and I hear something. I turn around and come back, and I tell them to shut up. And yeah. Tell them one thing, and keep them focused. All he needs is this one move, because he was a new wrestler, didn't have really a lot of things. He was new to wrestling. He was an older kid that was mature, so he could do whatever you told him to, but he wasn't going to be able to put together three things. So sometimes that happens, but at the end of the day, like those guys, those coaches still come back. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, like like you were saying, like 
you know, anyone that knows you doesn't take it like personal. Like, oh, he's gonna be like that. Well, Some then I'm do. just, I'm not. Well, they shouldn't. They shouldn't though. Like, be like, oh, well, if he's gonna be like that, then I'm just not gonna coach anymore. I'm not gonna sit in the corner. I mean, you're not doing it in like a malicious, like mean way to be like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. But the, yeah, At you don't want to confuse day, the kids. When Lathrop does something, right? Who does this state know who's in charge of Lathrop? Yeah, exactly. Right. So if it, if if I'm gonna make a decision. Right, and we fail. I accept failure as well as success. So if if one of my coaches failed to do something, and it cost the team something, that's my failure. Yeah, because I didn't mentor the coach, or I, you know, I just wasn't there. Whatever, I can't control all of it, but it's still my fault. Yeah, totally. Right? I mean, all- I'm willing to accept that. Where other people, and that's what a leader does. Yeah. He accepts failure, even when it wasn't his fault, he wasn't there to control it. Uh, this is on my watch, so this Lathrop's mine for the next how many years. So whatever we do or fail to do is is ultimately going to be on my name. So, I mean, um, and some of those failures are going to be my fault. Yeah. No, I, I got that. I'm just saying, though, that, like, I don't know. Coaches shouldn't take it to like take it to heart too much if you're going to get mad at them. I mean, there's a hierarchy of how things run at each school, and then like you, got you said, mom's yelling right here too. With oh, you, like, you totally. Know, you nice, like moms, you got to be a little more like, hey, yeah, can, can we move over there a little bit? And then they they'll most of the time they'll laugh because they know exactly how they're meeting. Yeah, it's not a big deal. And then you just go well, that's their baby. That's their baby out there. Right, yeah, you know? yeah. I remember when I uh, when I broke my arm at North Pole. Um, my mom has it on film. You know, she, she she used to film all our matches, me and Dylan. And uh, I used to always go home after every duel, or you know, even if you stomped a kid or lost. And I'd go home and watch my matches back through, just to see what I did wrong, or see what I could improve, or whatever. Which clearly didn't help me very much. But uh, when I broke my arm, the she's filming, and then she yells like an obscenity or whatever, and shuts it off. Uh, but she ran out on the mat. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. seconds after it happened to make sure I was all right or whatever. And, I mean, clearly I wasn't. I almost had a compound fracture, which, good thing it wasn't like that. That would have right. been horrible because it was in the finals at North Pole. And if, you know, compound fracture, if my bone would have came out and everybody's watching, that would have been, oh, God, that would have been horrible. But, I mean, I had to get, like, surgery on that, miss my finished sophomore year and cast above my elbow. I remember Tom Ritchie actually telling me, you know, after I, I got it, like, assessed and come in, and they're like, all right, yeah, you're going to have to be in a cast up to here so I won't be able to bend my arm and right. had to get a metal plate put in there and whatever. And he's, like, looking at it and <clears throat> after I got it casted up, and he's like, you know what? I think you'll be all right. We'll just wrap it up with uh, – we'll just pad it up real, real nice. You know, put a thing over here, and you just wrestle like that. And think, like, dude, I can't even get in, like, referee's position. I can't bend my arm. How am I going to do anything, at, like, at all? You'll do something. And you'll and you'll have this story to talk about. And <clears throat> you'll look at things differently when it comes to adversity. No, oh, yeah, I guess. But my thing is, I'm like, how am I even supposed to make weight? That year, I was supposed to wrestle 119, and I was cutting so much weight, and I was having such a hard time that I had to bump up to 125 because – I don't know if it was just I was growing or whatever was going on. I literally just could not make 119. I try. I think I made it like one time, and every other time that I even like made it, even with like weight allowance, I was just wrestled like trash because I had no energy, just focused way too much on cutting weight. So when he's like, "Yeah, let's wrap it up," I'm like, "How am I gonna 
make weight. I got a cast on my – that thing's got to weigh a couple yeah. of pounds. And then for me to go out there, like – it just I I can't you want me and on top of that you want me to like this is like not a removable cast it's a hard cast so I'm like if I work out or do anything and it gets sweaty and all nasty in there I'm like what what am I supposed to do like like you really want so me to go out that. there and there was like a month left of season left so it wasn't like it's like hey you know you'll be good by the end or whatever it's like hey you're gonna be in that cast for six to eight weeks and I'm like all right well in six to eight weeks the season will be like well over. So, I mean, I mean, it just sucked, but I just, that at the time just blew my mind that he thought that I would be okay to like wrestle. I'm like, well, I, what, what am I supposed to do, man? Have an arm that you I can't bend past my elbow. Especially, you know, if he, you'll have parents that will support and believe in the same thing that a kid should be able to suck it up and they're not going to die and it's not going to make the injury worse and they can endure the pain and drive through it. And then you got parents that just want to protect them from every little pain. Yeah. Um, I don't think either are wrong. I just think it, it is what it is, and you can try to educate some parents about your beliefs, and and they can try it. You know, some will think you're crazy. Yeah. And you're never gonna change their minds. You know, and uh, some will be like, well, let's see how he does, and then their own kid surprises them. So. Yeah. So I I have one more thing. I'm gonna wrap this up. Um. Just because we were just talking, kind of, my wife is texting me that she wants lunch, and she has, she's a dentist, so she has a emergency patient or something that Sugar she has. Mama, to, you gotta go get blood yeah, for she has an emergency patient that she has to see. So, um, is it a <clears throat> I don't think so. We're gonna end on a couple other things. What? These are gonna be kind of just like random funny things. These are probably more for like the younger listeners, if there are any. I'm going to throw a couple words out, and I just want like a, you know, just your first thought, even if you don't know what or who I'm talking about. Okay. All right? So, first thing that comes to mind when I say Cardi B. Cardi B? Yes. Cardi B? Yes. No idea. (laughs) All right. She is a female rapper. She's like 26 years old, won a bunch of <laughs> okay. won a bunch of awards. I was thinking like cardio, okay, bicycling, <laughs> cardio bicycling, I guess. All right, she's a rapper, huh? Yep. Next one, Post Malone. Post Malone. Yep. Is that like basketball, like Malone's posting up or something like that? I don't know. Definitely not. Is he no, another rapper? Another rapper. Oh, Tattoos on his face. Is yeah. this a white kid? Yep. White kid that's got earrings so. and gold teeth and stuff? Yep. I've seen this guy on TV, and he's talking yep. about how bad his life was because his parents were divorced. I don't know. I bring those two up because they just performed at the American Music Awards, I okay. think. Okay. So I know you know this one. Fortnite. God. What do you think about it's that? It's a nightmare. The craze that have taken over the world. Used to be a game, I think, I'm not 100% sure. Used to be a game that was only played on so computers. We could, we could do a whole other podcast on this. Oh, I don't want to. But, but uh, um, Have you played it? Yeah, I played it with my kids. You're any good. But here's the thing. Are you any like, good? No. Have you ever won? Like like one as a group or a team? Yeah. No. I've always been in the top ten. That's because I... I can't hide. Yeah, but I I, t- I get. But Jeremy gives me crap. But I was like, "This is how you're tactical. You like you use the storm hey. to move people forward, and then you attack them." Yeah, I've played right. it a little bit with my little brother, but I did. I had two solo. I victors. do like those games. I do like those games. But this is what I'm going to tell you. Um, that game is like the people that came up with that. 
have mastered every aspect of how you, you can keep people addicted and keep spending money. Oh, totally, yeah. They do because a great job. Because it's live, because they keep changing it, and like you can characterize your own stuff, right? Well, and it and it plays to like younger kids and even adults, feeds you know? In, yeah, it feeds into everything. Um, but now they even have it out for you. It's free, so that's smart. And then they have microtransactions where you can buy like different weapons and or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. skins and all that. So I got this... I got this thing last November. No, last May. What? I was doing a, a pre-Team Alaska camp. We didn't have Xbox at my house. And Jeremy came to me. He's like, I got to get Xbox. Wayne Newman and uh, Inama and all the, the Homer kids that he's buddies with. And, um, these other kids from what? And he's like, they're all coming. And I want the game. They all play it. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Give them something to do because they're all going to be staying at my house. Worst thing I could have possibly done. <laughs> Worst. Dad still, I could go and, like, get my son addicted to drugs. And it, it still wouldn't be worse than giving him that <laughs> Fortnite game. Because I don't think you can, there's any cure for that. Oh, no. Like, well, I'll just sign them into a, a hospital and get them off drugs. But, like... Yeah. Fortnite? I don't know. Well, like, now they got them on... Anywhere. Now you can get they got them on their phone. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, so if I hear that at the school, uh, I'll be sitting here and you can hear the music. Give me your phone. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be doing schoolwork. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But, so I think it's cool. Um, what I don't understand is like, I'll play it, right? And I'll, and I'll go downstairs because, you know, and play it on... And Jeremy will be somewhere else. And we'll play together. And that's cool. Talking to my son. Yeah. Talking to other wrestlers. Talking smack to them. Playing. But, like, after two games, I'm, like, bored with it. It's yeah. got to load. It's got to do all this stuff. People are, like... Yeah. I'm dead watching other people. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And these guys are on it for hours. And then and Jeremy's like, dude, Dad, you just got on it. I was like, yeah, but I'm two, three games. And that's, like, that's it. That's how I think I am with most video games in general. I mean... I, and that same thing with that, you know, uh, people say that, well, it's fun because, you know, it's not the same thing every time. I'm like, well, I get that, but but it is the same thing every time. I know you're playing exactly with different players, and I know you don't have to go to the same spot in the game, and you don't have to do the same thing every time, but the concept of the game is always the same. The idea of the game is always the same. I mean, so it, it's the same. Thanks. Stranger Things. Know what that is? Stranger Things. Stranger That's Things. A movie. Show TV show. It's a TV show. Ever seen it? I seen Jeremy talking about it. It's on Netflix. I saw, on it, I, I saw on Netflix flipping through it. Thought it was a movie. It's super good. You should check it out. Okay, what does it have to do with? Is it like supernatural yeah. power stuff? Kinda. I kind of like that. You ever seen Heroes? Yeah. I like that show. I like that show too. So By the way, super random close. about that show. Uh, not really. That show you, w w broke a ton of records for NBC or whatever so it was on. Heroes. Heroes. Yeah, and then it got canceled. But it had like all these records for most viewership. Yeah, I lost or... track, but it is drying out a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so recently, Peaky Blinders. You seen Peaky Blinders? Yeah. Watch that. Is that awesome. a show? Awesome show. Um, I'm watching Frontier now. Oh, okay, I've heard for trading that. between Canada and the U.S. And then, um, what else did I just watch? I don't know. Tom, you know Tom Hardy. Yeah. Awesome actor. Yep. Yeah, Venom. He plays in a lot of these. Like, well, he was in the one with the gangster where he had a twin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, he plays in a lot of that kind of stuff. He plays in Lawless, which is one of the yeah, I love that movies. Movie. Yeah. 
So, yeah, um, he, he's the one who gets his throat slit, right? In that movie? Yeah, both yeah, yeah. together. Yeah, but okay. That'd totally be me. I'd be a badass like that. Two more. Call of Duty. I like it. Better than Fortnite? Isn't it old now? Oh, no, they come out with a new one every year. It's definitely not as popular as it used Something's to be. Something's coming out. Something's coming out that I'm literally getting beat up every day about buying. Is and it's a hundred bucks. And Jeremy's beat me up. What is it? It's it's like Call of Duty live. They have this thing. zombies. From what I understand, they have a new game coming out called Call of Duty Black Ops 3. That's it. That's okay. it. So now this has the similar. <laughs> so this has all the Call of Duty stuff as the old ones. And it's got zombies. And it's got zombies. And it has a mode that's similar to what Fortnite does, where it's like a free for all. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm being told, like, if we don't get this now, if we don't pre order it, they're going to run out there. I was like, Jeremy, it's a live video game. There's yeah. no limit on how many people are going to sign up for this. That's just a ploy to get people locked in and get money now. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually I'm, into it. I'm tired of Call of Duty. Um <clears throat> not to like toot my own horn. I I've never met somebody that's better than Call of Duty at me, like ever. And I smash like Are everybody. Are you really boasting about video games? Yeah, I am, because I gotta boast about this something. That's why you got beat up so much, probably. Whatever. Anyway, I'm just saying that I'm really good at, at Call of Duty for, for some reason and I'm I'm just tired of the game. I'm done playing it. You sick think of it. Be the same graphics I don't know. They come out with a new one every year, something different, whatever, but I'm you just tired. I'm play? just tired of it. I want an Atari. Screw that. I mean, I have an old Nintendo. I still have my. I still have my old Super Nintendo and my old regular Nintendo. You know what I do enjoy? Me and Jeremy do. We what? play chess. At the, I love chess. Chess is fun. I wish I had someone to play chess with. And then I'll try to do something like work on my computer at the same time playing them, and I'll screw up. Yeah. And he's gonna beat me, and then I get I put it aside. I panic because <laughs> he'll never let it go if he beats me in chess. My buddy would never play those games with me, but yeah. Jeremy does. Last one. Migos. 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 Migos, like friends in Mexico. Kinda, Amigo? but no, just Migos with an M. M I G O S. It's two guys. They're a they're a group. They're also musical. They're in music business. They're rappers or R and B or whatever. Are we? Are, is Layla putting together a, a rap group or something? I only bring this up. No, I only bring this up because this is what a lot of the crap the kids listen to at practice when they hook their music up. Listen, I've drowned a lot of that out, or have yelled at you. They were listening to Miley Cyrus the other day at practice. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's because, garbage. Because um, Randy and Darren Pestikoff. Oh. Played Taylor Swift. What? And Randy, well, I think Darren does it for the summertime. He knows it drives me nuts. Oh, I, okay. I think it's a good music, but I was like, at practice, really? Because now well, when they're when they were playing it the other day and they were playing "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus, I was like, you know what? Nothing gets me more hyped and more intense and want me to go smash this person than listening to Miley Cyrus "Party in the USA." It would if the, that was the person that was playing it. I guess. Just imagine, like, you're beating up the person that just played that music. I don't know. It's um, Christmas time. That's I know. The one thing. Yeah, yeah. That makes me mad in my room. When I walk into Lathrop room and they're warming <laughs> up to Jingle Bells and all that other stuff, and they're and and it's not a joke. They're singing to it. They're having like, what is wrong with these kids? I don't know. It's terrible. Anyway, that's all I got for today. Yeah, that was fun. I think we do need to do a podcast with uh, like a bunch of 
That'd be coaches. cool. Yeah. I think just getting a bunch of coaches talking about random stuff like you kind of did today would be good. Well, I hit up my little brother Dylan to try to come over here, um, but he's like working, and he said if he had a little more of a heads up, he would have been able to come over and just shoot the breeze or whatever. So maybe next time we can get him in here. But that being said, we'll just end it there. Yeah, and we'll in there. Yeah. All right. All right. Good stuff. Podcast number two with Wes Bockert. I appreciate everybody listening to that. Um, I do apologize. We did have a couple technical uh, issues there and some audio issues throughout the podcast. So if it sounded like I was really loud and Wes was pretty quiet, I do apologize for that. Uh, be on the lookout for upcoming podcasts. I've already been reached out by a couple coaches who want to talk. Um, I plan on hopefully interviewing Darren Lieb from Bethel this coming weekend at the Battle of the Interior uh, Fairbanks tournament that Lathrop hosts. So uh, be on the lookout for that, and thanks for listening.